Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Thursday, and the Packers are wrapped up with their practice. Guys are talking in the locker room. Some coaches are at the podium. Joe Barry was just putting me to sleep. But the most important part of the day, every day, Monday through Friday, is talking to you fine folks, Packers fans worldwide, because that's what we do here at Cheesehead TV. We're devoted to you fine folks across this globe of ours that we all have to live on together. And only some of us are Packers fans? How does that work, man? How are you not a fan of this team? Exciting stuff. Uh, you know, most likely if you are online throughout the day, that uh, Romeo Dobbs returned to practice today, albeit in a limited fashion, but he was out there doing some individual stuff, running around, making cuts, looking like a wide receiver. That's the good news. The unfortunate news, of course, is that Christian Watson missed another day of practice dealing with that hamstring issue issue that uh, popped up seemingly over the bye week break. And now uh, we're a day away from the final practice of the week. Uh, I'll be, you know, there's a walkthrough the day before, undoubtedly, but uh, Watson's definitely trending towards not playing in this game. Now, I know Matt has said that they will give him the week and they'll take it up to kickoff and they'll see how he feels on Sunday, but he's still a very, very young player. And the idea of just rolling him out there uh, on Sunday without any practice whatsoever I'm just going to file that under I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not saying they're telling any tales. I'm just saying that's a big jump to make, as opposed to David Bakhtiari, who is on what I'm calling the David Bakhtiari schedule. Uh, And I believe there's some quotes coming out of the locker room where David said, you know, some people don't need to practice. And I think, yeah, if you're a multi-year vet who's played at an all-pro level and showed that he got back to that level last year when he really didn't practice that much towards the end of the season – Literally did not give up a single sack all year while he was out on the field. Yeah, you don't have to practice. So very different situations there. Uh, Again, we'll see. It's promising, though. Promising that Romeo is out there and probably somewhat under the radar as uh, the rookie wide receiver Wicks was a full participant. Uh, Yesterday was limited. He himself is coming back from a hamstring injury. And uh, he was a full participant participant today. That's significant only because it gives them another guy uh, to throw out there in the rotation who knows the offense, has been in the scheme and the system for the entire of the offseason and definitely has some athletic upside and probably a bit of a rapport with Jordan Love. Uh, Don't forget, when he uh, was in the concussion protocol earlier in the summer during training camp, literally the day he got back to practice, he was running again with the ones. So he is clearly part of their kind of thinking slash in the mix when it comes to the starting offense. They've undoubtedly got a number of uh, reps with him and Jordan Love already banked, stuff that they've got on tape from practice that they'll probably be calling upon when they take on the Bears on Sunday. And speaking of taking on the Bears on Sunday, uh, it was kind of interesting. I saw some of it in the comments to Packer Transplants last night. Thanks to everybody who tuned in and uh, those of you who caught it later. Uh, But some Folks saying that, uh, you know, oh, here we go again. And and if, you know, Watson and Dobbs aren't able to go, what are they going to do when it comes to throwing the football? Man, have people just forgot Luke Musgrave? He's ready to go bear hunting. And here's my thing when it comes to Musgrave. And I know I've spent all offseason telling you guys about the jump, right, between college and the pros at the tight end position. But here's where Musgrave, I think, 
comes into play, especially in this game, if they are down Watson and or whoever. Uh, it's very apparent from being there this summer and watching practice day in and day out that there are a number of plays designed specifically for Luke Musgrave. And I'm not telling you they're going to go out there and call a game plan specifically around him, but it's very clear they are comfortable with him being the primary target uh, in their passing game on any number of situations, in any number of situations. And the reason I, I have a lot of confidence is his athletic ability, his upside when they get him in space, he's going to make stuff happen. Now, I don't think he's going to go ham. Don't make this a fantasy football thing. He's not, I'm not predicting like two touchdowns and a hundred yards or anything of that nature. But I do think if Watson's unable to go, if they have to try to generate some offense, you know, some explosives, what have you, Musgrave has a lot of opportunity ahead of him in this game. I think between him and Jaden Reed, who I was talking about earlier this week, as far as the X factor goes, uh, it's going to be exciting to watch these rookies get their chance. You know, yeah, it's frustrating that Watson's not out there, but let's see what these kids can do. You drafted them for a reason. You love their speed and their explosiveness. It's all there. The package is complete. Just got to unwrap it. Let's let's get to it, man. I'm I'm so ready for this game. I'm so ready. All the shit talk that I have heard from Bears fans through this summer that has just ratcheted up this week is oh, Bear Week is awesome, man. Bear Week is what it's all about. I love that we get it right off the bat this year. Let's go. Let's beat the Bears. I can't wait. The other thing I can't wait for is talking to you fine folks, Packers fans worldwide, mixing it up. And I got to start with Chris Lamb. Thank you for becoming a Carry the G Club member. I really appreciate the support, man. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciated. Uh, who else we got? Ed, thanks for the super chat, man. See no reason to change my mantra from the 90s. Beat the Bears, win 10 games, and everything after that is icing on the cake. That's a pretty healthy attitude. I, I don't I don't hate that idea. I remember when McCarthy was in town, that was always the 10 win thing was always his, you know, kind of mantra. You know, win 10 games and then start worrying and or looking at the playoff picture scenarios, what have you. But yeah, 10 games. Let's go do that. I'm down with that. And also, yeah, beat the Bears. I mean, it got so bad during that five game losing streak last year that I was talking about how, oh, well, you know. If they can beat the Cowboys and then beat the Bears again, that's a successful season in my book. Because that's where I—that's what I lived through in the freaking '80s, like the '80s and the '90s. Because the Cowboys just putting the screws to us all the time. Man, just beat the Bears, beat beat the Bears twice in a year. Seasons of success. That's how I lived in the '80s. I don't want to go back to that, but I still feel that the need to beat Chicago. I feel that man, definitely feel that. John, thanks for the super chat, man. When a bunch of players from a certain position get the same injury, do the trainers' strength team reevaluate what they're doing? Go pack, go. Mm, not really. Um, now, here's the thing. Here's what's tricky. Uh, every injury is different. The nature of every injury is different. The uh, gradation, if you will, the severity of each injury is different. All of that is known inside the building. All we see on the outside is hamstring. It's, you know, we're not privy to any of the information they're privy to. Uh, they have a very thorough process. If there is, and if there, there is throughout, you know, probably every offseason, but certainly throughout a tenure of a athletic trainer or their staff, certainly they go through everything. 
all the data points, all of their process, where things may, may not line up and maybe they need to adjust, what have you. But that process does happen in the offseason. It's not like they overreact because, oh, we've got a few hamstring injuries. We've got to change everything we're doing. They're professionals at the highest level dealing with world-class athletes. Again, though we don't know the the things they know when it comes to these athletes, their bodies, uh, how these injuries were sustained. You know, there, there's so much information that we're not privy to that they are. I, I I remember being very, very, very much uh, on the kind of side of, oh, you know, like 20 years ago, say, like, oh, the, the training staff, they've got to look at that, blah, blah, blah. But like the more I've gotten to know some of the people on the staff, the more I've just been just a little privy to their process. OK, yeah, we 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 on the outside are absolutely fumbling around in the dark when it comes to the anything having to do with the athletic training staff, the strength and conditioning staff. It's just, it's just fodder for the internet, essentially. Outside of that, we can't even begin to be on the level of these professionals and what it is they do day in and day out. That's all I got to say about that. YouTube user, thanks to the super sticker. Greatly appreciated, man. Or woman, I don't know. Dom Vito, thanks to super chat. Are multiple hammy injuries a pattern or coincidence? Congrats on the new radio show. Thanks, Don Vito. Mostly a coincidence. Mostly. Uh, I'm not going to completely dismiss the idea that maybe, possibly, there is something to a cluster, if you will, of injuries of the same type. But again, we don't know any of the information. Uh, and as for the new radio show, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, every Tuesday, starting next week, uh, I'll be co-hosting Carry the G Radio on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, carried throughout the Wisconsin iHeart Network. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bill Schmidt and I are going to throw it down, just like we did on Beer and Ball here on Cheesehead TV last year. Uh, this year, we'll be on the radio. I, I don't know. Somebody had this idea. I don't know why they think it's a good one, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And Wayne Larravee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers himself, will be joining us uh regularly so it's gonna be a lot of fun if you listen to beer and ball at all you know what to expect two dudes nerding out about football it's gonna be a lot of fun i hope you guys will uh get a chance to listen if you're not in the wisconsin area make sure you're subscribed here on the youtube channel because every show will be simulcast here on the cheesehead tv youtube channel so you got no excuse no excuse to miss it andrew thanks for super chat man Hi, Aaron. Will your new Tuesday show be available in podcast form after it airs live? It'll definitely be available here on Cheesehead TV. In other words, on the website and on our app. You'll be able to listen to it as a podcast there. I'm not so sure about podcast platforms like Spotify or Apple Music, things of uh, Apple Podcasts, sorry. Um, TBD there. Most likely no, but it will definitely be available um, both on cheeseheadtv.com and on our app and it will be available as a podcast to patreon members on the patreon page those three for sure matt thanks for the super chat simply go pack go dude like why like you just why would you say something so simple yet so beautiful and so charged with emotion go pack go i i, I couldn't agree more jonathan thanks for the super chat man 
Obviously hate seeing Watson Dobbs miss time, but I love seeing Heath and Wicks and Torre get more reps. I, I'm fascinated uh, on Wicks, man. I think he is such he's had such a weird slash quiet slash promising summer. You know, it, it's every time he's on the field, he makes stuff happen and he looks promising. But then he's missed time with a concussion and a hamstring, and now he's full go. I, I'm I'm telling you, man, there's there's something there. I really like it. And as far as Torre goes, I mean, the idea that you've got this guy who clearly, you know, is in the system for a year, knows it, hopefully like the back of his hand, knows where to be, knows where to be uh, as far as being an outlet for Jordan Love at, at any given moment. I'm down with that. Let's go. Give that guy a security blanket. Sandy, thanks for Super Chat. So excited. And yeah, the Bears still suck. Again, so much simplicity and beauty and truth in one super chat it's amazing what you guys can do thank you sandy sean thanks for the super chat as vic ketchman said the balone the baloney stops now sure Corey would appreciate this is safety your biggest concern on the season <laughs> yeah we all know what a big fan Corey banky is of one vic ketchman um is safety my biggest concern concern is probably not the right word but uh, there's no doubt that it's their most up-in-the-air position group. I don't think there's any question that it would not surprise me if any combination ended up being the starters, quote-unquote, throughout the season, let alone you know for 17 games. Uh, I think we're clearly most likely going to see Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford start us out there on Sunday against the Bears. But who knows what rises, what falls, who steps up, who kind of, fades i think any possibility uh from any of the guys at that position including jonathan owens anthony johnson jr any of those guys could end up possibly stepping up and here's the other thing there's every chance that somebody gets brought in maybe somebody gets cut and gets brought in on waivers from another team maybe they make a trade if the season starts well and you're sitting there down the stretch of before the um trade deadline in october Maybe they bring somebody in. The safety spot is it. That is, if you're talking about a un, a true unknown, uh, that is definitely it. No doubt about it. Craig, thanks for the super sticker. Greatly appreciate the support. Thanks, man. What else we got here? What else we got? Jason, good afternoon. Aaron and Nags. I'm two people now. Who knew that? Uh, Chris, two more days. You ain't lying, man. <laughs> Mike, who knew Corey was a Packers fan and a Dion fan at the same time? Didn't know that was possible in the '90s. Oh man, when Dion was on the Cowboys and the 49ers, he was he was awesome. But yeah, he was a Packer killer, no doubt about it. Hey man, Corey always uh, marches to his own drum. We all know this, no doubt about it. Uh, Carrie Bishop, what's up? So put on your crystal ball hat. Who will be my crystal ball hat? Not just look into my crystal ball. Not put in my like thinking cap but my crystal ball hat i like it who will be quote the guy coming sunday against the bears nags first offense or defense nags there's a lot going on in that uh that comment there carrie <laughs> who will be the guy jordan love no doubt about it uh as far as first offense or defense who do i want out there first i want the offense out first but i suspect that if the packers win the toss they'll probably defer and put their defense out there 
Don Vito. This is a great chat. Rudy Ford is a dog. He can be. He certainly flies to the football. You, you unfortunately also saw him at times overcommit, um, miss a, a tackle or two, take a bad angle here or there. But for the most part, when he makes a mistake, it's because he's going a million miles an hour. And I'd much prefer that than a guy being tentative, out of position, etc. So, yeah, yeah. Put give him dog status. Let's do it. Let's go in, in week one against the Bears. Herbert in the hole, dog. Rudy Ford comes in and stops him for a gain of one. There you go. How's that? How's that work for you? Hey, from Pittsburgh Nags, we got Love, Jones, Dylan, and a damn good old line. Packers by twelve. Only twelve, Justin? Only twelve? Give me Packers by twenty. I'm kidding. I, my official prediction was 27-21 because I don't trust Joe Barry. Eddie, thank you for becoming a Care the G Club member 12 months ago. I greatly appreciate it. Nags, pack by 50. See, Eddie knows what's up. Eddie knows where we live on a Thursday before the opener against the Bears. I love it. Prolific says, many cast auditions were hilarious. I saw that. I The best part by... by Fought by a million miles was Mike McDaniel telling them you're both terrible evaluators and you go fuck yourself. And man, it it it's McDaniel's delivery is funny, but I could not stop laughing at then they cut to Peyton going, Thank you, Mike. I couldn't stop laughing at that. That was excellent. Todd, thanks for becoming a carry the G Club member, man. Greatly appreciate the support. Thank you. Sean, thanks again, man. What was the feeling in and around camp, including the press pack? Ooh, the press pack. Is that what they call us? Was it tentative or genuine excitement at the prospect of a new beginning? Well, okay. The guys on the beat don't care. Like, they they tell the story of the team, and they have certainly, you know, ideas, and they try to get the feel for things and take the pulse of the team, if you will. But, you know, they don't they don't get excited for it. They're just – they're covering. They're doing their job. Now I'm I get excited because I'm a fan, but um, definitely around the team the thing and I think I talked about this while I was there, the thing that you cannot take you cannot miss, or you couldn't miss being around the team this summer was the renewed energy around everything and everybody, and I, I know people leap to the the Rogers leaving thing and that I have zero doubt has something to do with it right that plays into it, but the entire kind of process of resetting the roster and the in, kind of injection of so much youth into this team has really revitalized it. I think we saw evidence of that throughout the preseason, the way they play for each other and get excited for each other and the way, uh, especially on defense, you saw guys flying to the ball in a way we probably haven't seen in Green Bay in a while. I just think there's a, a renewed sense of togetherness and excitement for the possibilities ahead of them that has maybe been missing a little bit in Green Bay the last few years. And that, to me, was palpable the entire time I was there. And I'm talking not even on the just the football side, just the entire building, the franchise, the organization, I think feels like it's a, it's a brand new chapter and there's a lot ahead of them that they can get excited about. Uh, Josh, 
Thanks for checking out the stream on Facebook, man. Thoughts on Bakhtiari's comments about a young team? I thought it was awesome seeing him say that, considering all the possible, quote, trade talk on X by some media members. Uh, media members? Man, I didn't see any media members talking about trading Bakhtiari. I saw a lot of fans in the mentions talking about that possibility. A lot of Jets fans, but um, as far as his comments, I believe that was a, the Schneidman article. It was awesome. I love that attitude. I love his attitude. You guys know, I mean, I'm not telling tales out of school here. I love Dave. He's been really good to us here at Cheesehead TV. Um, he's a really good dude, and I I want nothing but the best for him. And I loved the kind of attitude that he displayed talking about those young guys. If you guys haven't read it, uh, Schneidman put up a, an interview with David on The Athletic. I believe it was yesterday or maybe two days ago. Um, you know, and he's talking about just, again, kind of the energy that I was just talking about. But also the idea that there are so few expectations around the team. Now, I think that's changed a little bit after the preseason and Jordan Love looking at least competent at the quarterback spot. And I think people, especially nationally, the narrative has kind of changed to, oh, this team could win some games. Whereas, you know, I think late July, I think the national kind of flavor when it came to tasting Green Bay was, oh, this is bitter and they're not going to win a whole bunch. So. Yeah, I, I did love seeing David kind of uh, lean into that. Joe, thanks for the super chat, man. The greatest commandment, thou shalt beat the bears. I mean, it's in your Bible, people. Look it up. Vex, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. People who think the bears can win the division didn't watch the Packers think they had a defense because of the bears. Joe Barry owes them a gift. Man, Joe Barry. Joe Barry. When one hears such sounds, what can one say but... Joe Barry. Greg, thanks for another super sticker, man. Really appreciate it. Coming to play today. I like it. Uh, ooh, Trayson is up here with a hot take. Uh, he says, Joe Barry loses his job in six weeks. Can't say I agree with your police work there. I mean, is it a possibility? Sure, I'm not going to say it's completely impossible, but uh, I highly, highly doubt it. I think regardless of whether they're playing well or playing poorly or whatever, Matt is going to take the season and make his determinations in the offseason, or at least in the wake of the season. I mean, maybe that changes, but I doubt it. I'd be very, very surprised. Do I see superstar potential in Jaden Reed? What's up, Callum? Yes, actually, I do. Uh, as I said, I think a couple days ago, uh, not only is he going to be what I think is an X factor for this offense throughout the season, but his potential to be just a, a wrecker of defenses in the number of different ways he can be utilized in this offense is very, very real. And I'm excited, excited to watch that start to unfold on Sunday. We'll see. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs>